brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Raw's remedy for bad ratings. Let's get some of the legends to do their entrance. NXT resets some of their championship feuds. And hey, Vince, holding a grudge against your WWE superstars and burying them into the mid-card. How's that going for you? This is the Wrestling is Real podcast because wrestling and the WWE need us. It's Back to the Future Day, October 21st, 2015. Welcome to wrestling. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Is the new world order of wrestling, brother. Real. And whether you like it or you don't like it. We are the Wrestling is Real podcast. And wrestling beats us. Podcasting from the Amazon is real.com studios in South Florida, USA. Here doing the solo shot is yours truly, the king of podcasts. Wishing you greetings and salutations and great start. Back to the future day. Yes, we're not in our time machine in October 21st, 2015, but we're here in sunny South Florida, USA, where the weather's finally getting a little bit cooled off a little bit. And, you know. I'm not going to tell you all these little uh, extra gimmicks and all. We're not going to go. We're going. We're not going to need roads. Anyway, enough Back to the Future uh, chatter, which I've. It's a movie that I have seen several hundred times, whether it was, you know, repeated on USA or TBS or whichever cable channel you pick. Whether I saw it in the movie theater for the first time back in 85. I mean, it was, it was one of those things. It was a hell of a movie. Great. Summertime movie, actually, because it's uh, Back in the Future Day is the date of the when the time machine arrives in the future. But the movie itself, if I'm correct, I think it it was a, it was a summertime blockbuster of '85, and then you know they kept trying to do sequels, and uh, you know that didn't work. But you know, and there's going to be no doubt that the movie's going to probably get redone again, and we're going to ask ourselves, really, you picked that guy to do it? So we'll look forward to that pretty soon. Just keep an eye out for it, you know. Anyway, I'm trying to work on my microphone here because I had a thing where um, it kind of gave me a little guffaw earlier today because it's, I don't know, this, Amazon, like, you know, I mean, the thing was, you know, the, the crane is fine, but the crane, 
had a little guffaw here and it kind of fell off a little bit and i'm still trying to get it fixed so it'll like it's placed right where it's supposed to be and right now it is i think that's exactly where i want it perfect trying to get it as close as i can so it sounds good and nice and wonderful so anyway that's it everybody amazonisrael.com brings you our headlines tonight which i will be reporting myself amazonisrael.com which one of the best things i found uh i was looking for when you want to get those costco bj's sam's club type deals the warehouse deals if you will i'm just telling you i bought me a six pack of this chili that i used to buy it's called stack i can't find it in the stores and if i do it's not the right brand that i want the original classic and if i if i i, I don't want to pay 50 bucks to go to costco or bj's and I don't want to go ahead and, you know, pay the, the extra bulk fee to get in there and, and go through the lines and go through all the crap. I got it. It came to me. Nice little cardboard box and a cardboard box. Came in at a great time. Awesome. I can't complain about Amazon when they do their stuff on the money. And it really is. They have, I've got so much stuff as of late. And, of course, again, I must thank you guys for buying games, for buying, you know, whatever kind of little things that you need. Knickknacks, basically. Like, I mean, I bought, oh, my God, you know, littlest of things. I bought me a 10-foot USB, uh, mini USB to regular USB cord so I could put it on a charger, like either on an adapter or just a port that I could put into a computer. And the thing is, it's made with rubber as opposed to the little plastic little doohickey thing. It's actually made, like, with a real cord. It's like it actually holds up. And so the thing is, it's like I'm using that right now. And it's great. I paid, what, seven bucks for it. It's awesome. And I'm using that now because I needed to reach, you know, I have the my phone that I want to plug in. And, you know, those cords they give you with the, when you get your phone, those things go like, what, an inch? It's like, you know, don't even go anywhere. So I needed to get a brand new cord and I got it. Amazonisreal.com. That's where you want to go and get it. Now, as for tonight's show, we're going to go through a bunch of other things where we'll go through some news tonight. Um, we got Raw. Unfortunately, uh, just, just, just to let you know, um, Unfortunately, uh, Marky Mark 11 cannot join me tonight. Had some issues, technical issues, which kept him from being on the show tonight. But I'm sure he'll be back next week. And I will be asking Jeremy G if he could join me for his uh, for the upcoming Hell in a Cell post show, which will be coming up this Sunday night, going in the Monday morning. You can look for it right here at kingofpodcasts.com. So make sure to look for that. Meantime, a couple things that are going on with the news. William Shatner is going to be hosting the Breaking Ground series, the uh, NXT series that we're going to learn about that uh, being put together. That's a great voice to have on here. And now the premiere of the show is going to actually be on YouTube and Facebook. So they'll get people to really get started. And also, keep this in mind, here's all the times you're going to get to see for the very first time. Now, on the WWE Network, it's going to be available, let's see, the WWE Facebook page, YouTube YouTube channel, and on the .com at noon Eastern this Sunday, October 25th. And then Breaking Ground, now that, that, they'll have that, and then of course, um, on the WWE Network, it will debut in its regular time slot right after Monday Night Raw. On Monday, October 26th. So right after Raw, it'll be made available every week on the network. So you can watch it. And there you go. A 10-episode series produced by WWE and 3-Ball Entertainment. Kevin Dunn is executive producing this. Okay. And um, let's see. 
we're just reading through the press kit or, or the uh, the press release we got put off for this, so there's nothing really special said about that. But there you go, done with that. Randy Orton was in fact injured, so here's what we got from F4W Online. He is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's waiting to get an MRI done on his shoulder to see if he needs surgery, and that's why he was held off the Mexico tour last week and off of Raw last night. And he's been working through the injury lately, but it got worse recently. And sometime last week, he actually dislocated his shoulder. So, yeah, he's out. And, you know, don't know how that's going on. But when shoulder surgery, what, a couple of months have you really expected? So that's what's going to come up for that. That's unfortunate. little TNA news. We'll go, and go around the around the bend while we're doing stuff here. Uh, Sony 6 and TNA Impact Wrestling will be t- teaming up for... Some touring in India, so TNA will be doing three events that will be taking place December second to the fourth. They will off, they will offer a one night only, which uh, which will be in Mumbai, which will air live in India, and then will be broadcast uh, everywhere else on December fourth. And they're teaming up with Dalip Singh, which you know as the Great Kali from WWE, to do a talent search to find the next Indian wrestling star to join Mahabali Shira. And as if you remember, there was a point where. TNA and Jeff Jarrett actually worked together to create the Rinka King ep- uh, series, which was back, I believe, in 2013. And that's what was going on there. So it was really fun to have that come back. And um, there's a number of people that have been going out there right now that have been uh, doing an international tour right now to up promote the events. EC3, Rebel, and Shira have been out there promoting it right now. So we'll see how that all works out. That'll, that'll be kind of fun. Um, so great. I mean, I mean, you know, we don't need to see the great Kali do anything right now to wrestle, but he's still, still such a big damn deal in India. You know, it's not a bad thing to bring him and get him involved. I mean, they did really good in India the first time when they did tapings from there, but we'll see where it goes from anyway. Tyler Breeze, you know, we're hearing now that he's set to go ahead and get up on the main roster. That's why uh, he has not been looked at as a, you know, in the NXT championship feud. Versus uh, Finn Balor. So, according to Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer, they are preparing a new entrance theme for Breeze. Why are they changing his theme? Oh, they're doing other plans with him. They're going to be retaining his gimmick. And the WWE plans to merchandise the selfie sticks. Uh, There's also word that while Summer Rae is not working with Rusev on television, speculation is unconfirmed that she might be paired up with Tyler Breeze once he makes his debut. And I think they did some work before with each other, and I forget how long it was. You know, Summer Breeze, they look really high upon her, and they're going to give her something else, and they're going to, you know, saddle her with him. But the problem is, like, you know, it's the same thing with Fandango. Like, you know, does this get to be, like, a something that will go away pretty quickly? And I, and I feel bad, because I, I feel bad that, they, that the interest they created for him they're going to get rid of like he it's as if like i hope it's not generic and i mean unless it's like a brand new song for him and he gets to do it i thought the music they had for him was actually pretty cool i thought the, the you know if they're going to put him out there after all this time they might as well just put him out there as is i don't see the need for extra changes that's just what i'm saying tna news jeff hardy um Spoke recently with the Daily Star to talk about the UK tour coming up in 2016. At the start of 2016, his current injury right now, he has a posterior cruciate ligament, a PCL on his right knee. It's been toured ever since he broke his tibia, which was the uh, motorcycle accident. 
They put a rod in his tibia, so after all the swelling went, he says he still knew there was something wrong with his knee. After going back to the doctor and having an MRI, he found out it was a torn PCL. He's been going through therapy, and he thinks he's going to be able to avoid surgery. So there is that. So we'll see what goes with that. Um, might be interesting to see what will they go and go with things. John Cena will be on the ESPN uh, portion of the WWE report tonight as we're doing this. So you guys can go look for that. If you've been listening to Don Tony, he's been, you know, mentioning the the fact that oh, wrestling-news.com. The fact that the Best Western Hotel, which is uh, in in Clearwater Beach, which is where Hulk Hogan had his Hogan's Beach restaurant, he was only the theme, he was only like themed for the restaurant. He did not own it. He just offered his merchandise his licensing of the the trademark on the restaurant. So what happened was is that the hotel which where his uh, restaurant was held or what was uh, situated has been sold. Um the beach shop that he was part of that was in the Best Western Hotel that was on the beach sold for thirty four point five million dollars. According to the Tampa Bay Times, new owners plan to renovate the entire property and they will be shutting shutting down Hogan's Beach. And original property only actually made fifteen million bucks in twenty twelve and put $5 million of renovations into the hotel in order to make it sell for $34 million bucks. $34.5 million bucks. So there we go. And that's it. Hogan's Restaurant, two and a half years. Um, two and a half and done. Done. Raw ratings we've been talking about a little bit. we got to talk about this. It's bad again. Now, the viewership went up a little bit. It went up... Uh, say like an extra hundred thousand, but what their overall score was a two point two one rate, two point two one rating. Oh my god! And it was down from two point three three from last week. So the average of the raw viewership was three point three five six million viewers. Like I said, it was up about um about like eighty thousand from last week, roughly, and. The ratings continue to go down as they normally do. They were at about 3.6 million viewers for hour one, about 3.3 for hour two, 3.1 for hour three. So it doesn't matter what they're doing. They're doing the same kind of trend, and it doesn't matter what they do at the start of the show. They're obviously in some big problems. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the opening rant in just a few minutes. But again, same bullshit problems they keep having. I don't know what they're trying to do. So that's they're in some real crappy things. Betting odds have been released for the Hell in a Cell, and here's what we got. Betting lines have been put out, and Brock Lesnar is actually betted to take over to beat The Undertaker. Seth Rollins is favorited to beat Kane in the WWE title match. Roman Reigns is favorited to beat Bray Wyatt. Kevin Owens is favorited to beat. Ryback in the IC title match. Charlotte is favored to beat Nikki Bella in the Davis title match. New Day and the Dudleys are a toss-up right now. Pick them, if you're in the know. Now, I'm not sure where... And this is from PW Torch, by the way, and James Caldwell. Didn't necessarily say where they got the betting lines from, but this was given to us, and I believe this was a Reddit article. Oh, this is probably from Reddit, if they did get it from anywhere. So we'll leave it at that. 
Big Rick from Lucha Underground, formerly Ezekiel Jackson from WWE, is retiring. He did his last match over the weekend. And Zara Schreiber, the girl that likes to have My Little Pony with a swast- with swastikas and uh, Hitler mustaches, will be making her in-ring debut for Dream Wave Wrestling in LaSalle, Illinois. And that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> Let me add on to the story about Tyler Breeze, because of the SmackDown tapings, he did make his main roster debut, so you're going to see you're going to get to see that this uh, ten, uh, on th- th- Thursday night SmackDown, and there will be a segment with Dolph Ziggler and Summer Rae. And during the segment, Ziggler claims he is done with Summer Rae, and then Rae says that she doesn't need him because she has a new man, and that's where Tyler Breeze. So this is the Miz TV segment that we're going to find out. So sorry to spoil that for you guys, but hey, if you want to have a reason to watch SmackDown, I'm going to watch SmackDown just for that. Tyler Breeze makes his debut on the roster. Also, we saw Eric Rowan return on Raw as part of the Wyatt family. He's been out since June with a torn bicep. But he was recognized in Dallas before the live show. And so far as to speak for Luke Harper's absence on Raw this past Monday night, it's because of personal reasons as far as we've learned. And Justin Labar was on Twitter all over the place saying, please don't believe anything else more than it was just personal reasons. TNA star Thomas Bram Latimer, who was arrested for felony domestic battery by felony strangulation charge and false imprisonment after an incident with his girlfriend back in August. The charges have been dropped. And TNA Vice President John Gaborg announced via Twitter that the company's indefinite suspension of Bram has been lifted and he has been reinstated. So you have it, folks. Headlines presented by AmazonIsReal.com. Go there. Go shop. Help out the Wrestling Girls Real Podcast because you know you want to. So at the website KingOfPodcasts.com this week, I wrote a post on the 17th, and I put the title as WWE Superstars Abandoned and Buried. Same story like last year. And it's true. Look, I don't know what the, the what the problem is with this company, but you know what? It's obvious that you see last night's Raw. And again, you you can only bring back, you know, legends and have them do their entrances or be in a matches or whatever you want. But of course, we've already been talking about the fact over the last few weeks that Hell in a Cell itself has been so underpromoted. I mean, what kind of a fucking match are we going to have with Brock and Undertaker when it's a match we didn't want to... Do we really want this again? Nice to have, but it really hasn't been given any hype. Like, I mean, we'll probably feel hyped about it once we actually get to the pay-per-view and we see Brock and Taker in the cage, possibly. But number one, I mean, I don't see why Taker needs to come back again if he got his win back, okay? Don't see the need for a rubber match. The only thing I could think of is because they're in L.A., and nothing's been even said about the fact that, you know, I'll tell you what, if I'm in L.A., I felt pissed because you didn't get SummerSlam this year, and you're not going to get SummerSlam anymore. Instead, you get this SummerSlam rehash match. You're getting Seth Rollins against Kane. Like, I'm sorry, you're not going to get a lot of title changes, and you're getting you're getting shafted if you're L.A. I'm surprised this pay-per-view gets a full house. I mean, that's the other problem that we haven't even talked about this week either. 
about the attendance. I don't want to go ahead and start researching about how bad the attendance has been. But look, I read reports that at Dallas, they were short. Chicago, they didn't sell out. The SmackDown in San Diego, they had to tarp the upper, upper, upper level. I'm like, what the hell, man? You're a, f- I mean, do, do people understand? Yeah, look, I mean, there's things that they're successful in the merchandise. The network is starting to, it's probably going to start turning a profit really soon. If they haven't gotten even yet, they're getting really close. But then look at the rest of your product. Look at your marketing. Okay. Do you have to understand this? Let me, let me talk a little business to you. Okay. Ron SmackDown, that TV time right there, those five hours of basic cable TV time that you have right now, two prominent channels on the cable lineup, USA and Sci-Fi, which in January, you will get both of those shows on the USA network. And you're saying to yourself, you know, when you have this much time right here, I mean, there was a time where, you know, look at what they did with the fucking network and when they were promoting the WWE app. The effort that the marketing people do to build up products within your product, the effort that this company does to market things aside from the actual shit on Raw and SmackDown, the matches and the storylines, look at all the effort they put. So, I mean, you know, let's play a catch-22 here. Yes, part of the thing is there's a lot of effort being put on other projects. So some of the focus is off the ball right now on Raw and SmackDown. And, you know, the last few years, the company could have, could, I mean, let's, I mean, really, this is vaguely saying it, but afford, they could afford to go ahead and have a little dip in the ratings during the off season because, you know, it's WrestleMania that's the big thing. And that's when that marketing arm of Raw and SmackDown are really supposed to be, well, that's where you're supposed to go to watch all the stuff. You're getting all caught up. You're getting excited because, there's so much to build up for for WrestleMania, then you need all that time on Raw SmackDown to build stuff up. Even though, even during that time, they don't do that good a job. But what I'm coming from is this. Those five hours, you're supposed to be able to go ahead and sell out every damn house show you got. You're supposed to be able to get people around the country to watch your product. Get more people to watch your network. Get more people to buy your merchandise. Do you understand? This is like the pipeline for new viewers. You, Where else are you going to get new people watching your product each and every way? Okay, yeah, ESPN, sure, well and good. But where are they going to watch it? Okay, like an ESPN viewer, they're not going to go right away and go buy the WWE Network because that's not what ESPN is doing for them. What they're doing is they're recapping a show that you missed the night before that you should start watching, right? And if they show anything about SmackDown, God forbid. But the point is, is that that's how it works. You draw people to Raw. Then from Raw, you promote stuff on SmackDown that will make people from Raw watch SmackDown. That's the order of, that's the order of things. That's why SmackDown's always been secondary. You put stuff on Raw to make it go to SmackDown. But the thing is, Raw is have been, it's always been the pinnacle. That is the main show, the A show. And in three hours, they're just making more things that are just dropping. Because look, SmackDown's not losing that much of an audience. I mean, they're not going to piss off sci-fi too much by having like 1.6. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sevens. But that's how, that's how far they've dropped, but they don't drop much more than that because that's your core audience. Right now. What you're doing on Raw in terms of ratings is that core audience that SmackDown gets. And this is the best effort every week. I mean, do you understand that with Raw, that's also the fact that, you know, all your other shows that you're pushing out internationally, right? The This Week in WWE, the, uh, you know, I don't know what the shows are. Uh, not Velocity, but they got other shows that are, you know... Uh, being pushed out there internationally. So when you're going to international tours, you're going to Mexico, you're going to the UK, you're going to Australia, you're going to Dubai. <clears throat> yes, they get raw, but they only get that. You, you got to go on like these odd hours to watch the show. Do you think a lot of people from the UK or from any other country are watching this show right now the way it is? Remember, they're just watching just to watch wrestling. They're a little bit more forgiving than the smart wrestling fans here. But I'm saying to myself, look, Nothing right now so far is working. And the ratings keep going down. And now we're seeing the attendance go down in North America. Again, this is the marketing of Raw and SmackDown. This, these are two areas that this company is failing to do. Now let's not talk about them failing about it. Let's talk about why. And maybe we can you know, give a little explanation as to what they can do to make things better. <clears throat> now a couple things about this. So I talked about the off-season, right? And the, the ongoing creative direction. I said last year at this time, year after year, there are main event pushes that have been sidetracked, resulting in exhausted main event feuds and uninteresting storylines. The last two years, you know, a couple of years before, we had the Daniel Bryan story where he kept getting injured. We're at that again. So we're another year of this, or, or when CM Punk got hurt. I'm like, think about it. We always had certain people that were always getting hurt or going away. Right now, you don't have the Daniel Bryan thing that you had for a couple of off-seasons, and you're not going to have John Cena at the, at the end of the, of the month. you got a lot of problems right now. So, you haven't built anybody up. And at this point, you cannot afford to go back to Dean Ambrose again to have him go up against Seth Rollins. The thing is, is that, you know, Seth Rollins has been made to be a placeholder. Like, you know, I mean, people talk, you know, they, they talk down about Seth Rollins, but we know, and I've said enough about this show where, look, he's doing a hell of a job for what he's going to be given right now as a champion. I mean, he get, he does pour out good matches. You know, there's no doubt about that. Has great matches all the time. His pay-per-view matches, phenomenal. A lot of his matches are phenomenal. His work with, with John Cena, really good stuff. 
And I'm sure with Kane, it'll be an entertaining match. No doubt there. But the thing is, is that this guy, I mean, you can't, like, you know, it's like, yes, they're trying to put the focus on him when it comes to the promos, but it's as if, you know, he's got that CM Punk, Daniel Bryan kind of feel where he's just not made the important, uh, given the importance of the champion. The guy wrestles on both Raw and SmackDown every week. There's no luster to this guy, nothing special about this guy, but he's the working champion. Now, this guy feels like a baby face compared to a heel. The only thing that makes him a heel is, is uh, his promos and, you know, going up against the authority and all. Like, that's really nothing special there. Plus, also, like, there's not much you can do when you, don't, you just don't give him any real competition. I'm like, they, they, they handicap how much bigger Seth Rollins can really be right now at this point. Like, Seth Rollins, after this point holding this belt, now it's been, you know, a little over six months. The guy should be even bigger than he is right now. But granted, he's still at a pretty good spot. Six months holding the belt. I'd like to see him hold the belt for at least a full year before he drops it. And hopefully they'll do that. But the only reason he's holding on to that belt, I feel like, it's like he's a transitional champion. is because at this point, you know, look, it's like this. There are no main stars right now that have been built up to be that big rock star champion that people are going to be glued in to watch every week. And what happened was is that Seth Rollins is, is the lucky guy that was booked with a really great finish at the end of WrestleMania because they had to book their way out of that three-way match. And so Seth Rollins has been cashing in and been milking that victory since April. And he's been there at the top. And this company's done no favors for him. They have handicapped him with certain matches. Look, you can give him John Cena and feed him every damn day. But he's not been fed Roman Reigns. He's not been fed Randy Orton except once. And some of the people they're bringing him back to go ahead and take, on, take him on in one-off matches which is Brock Lesnar. Okay, that was fine, but they didn't, you know, they decided to take Brock in a different direction. And then you have a one-off with Sting, and now a one-off with Kane. And I'm not even sure that Kane might not be a one-off match. It might not be. Because at this point, what are you going to do? Are we going to go back to Ambrose going after, you know, Seth Rollins? And who else do you have that's a babyface that the company has the conviction to bring aboard and take on the champ and sell every house show and make people go all out to watch the network. They don't have that right now. That's a big problem. And they have no answer for this right now. I'm so proud of myself. I feel so prepared and so right. Cause I've been like just having some kind of a day. I just had to get off on a tangent for a second. But I love the fact that I can, I can even tell right now. Man, I wish I could talk on the radio like this all the time. Because at the moment, I feel so focused and so wired. Because my passion for this company. And like I said, I have passion for other wrestling companies. And I enjoy some of the stuff I, that I get to watch in terms of wrestling. In terms of TNA and Lucha Underground and Ring of Honor. But let me tell you. I... 
I don't get the tired feeling like other podcasters, I think, out there where they just keep hammering and hammering the fact that this company is just doing some wrong things. I still feel the need that I can be, I still feel like I can be constructive. And I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy I haven't lost that feeling. But at this point, I just don't know what you can do to help. I mean, I know what you could do to help get this company off the side. But it's, it's as if right now, everything that has been said by any podcaster or any kind of news source, the internet wrestling community right now, everything they're saying that might be in the same vein as what I'm saying about the direction of this company, there's differences for everybody, of course. You know, there's the the Peter Rosenbergs and the Chad Dukes, the, the big-time wrestling marks that make sure they can get a free ticket when WWE's in their town. You know, they might be a little more less critical and a lot more favorative of what's not really that good, but they'll just say good stuff about the product anyway. They still know there's problems. The company just puts that on deaf ears. They're not listening. They're not paying attention to their core audience right now. It's obvious. And for those of you that still think that let's just bring some legends back and that's really going to take care of some issues. Well, besides the rock or besides thinking that CM Punk will ever come back, which he's not or Daniel Bryan coming back from injury. Let's just say this. With things going as they are right now, you're bringing back Brock, Taker. You brought back Sting at one point. And then you can bring back every legend that you want on Raw last Monday night. And your legends are not going to save you this time, Vince McMahon. It's not going to save you this time. It's just not going to work. You've been able to pull that trick out of your hat for a number of years. The problem is, is that this is not 2002, 2003 anymore. Okay. Again, you know, how many years until you finally say, okay, these are the guys of the future. And if you do have guys that you have right now that are your future guys, well, you either started them too late or you are hesitating to pull the trigger on them for fear that the investment that you put into these guys are going to fail. And I'm sorry, man. You know, with a company like that, you have a lot of talent that's coming in right now. you got a damn performance center. You are cranking out some pretty good players right now. And you know what? You have a chance of at least putting some different guys out there and letting them sink or swim. And so why this company does not try to at least try to put somebody out there and just see what they can do. They're, you know, they're not going anywhere. Where else can they go? And... Some of the guys you've held on to, you've held on to too long, and now it's a little too late to get them really, you know, warmed up to do anything. I mean, last year in my article, when I talked about the guys, the superstars, whether they made some mistakes, whether like it was like Rusev this year, where, you know, if it was Lana or not, whichever way, Lana and Rusev are both responsible for their actions. On social media, they broke kayfabe. Okay, you know what? I still am the, of the uh, of the attitude of you know what? You got us at a bullshit feud right now. Lana's not working right now. 
and you got me working with Summer Ray, and we're doing this bullshit angle, and I'm just being used like shit. I'm going to sabotage the fuck out of it, and I'm, I'm going to go against kayfabe, and I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I love Lana in real life, you know, CJ Perry. And I love this woman and I'm not going to wait, you know, for some storyline to finish up to express my love for, her. you know, and Hey, I mean, through a lot of things, you know, yeah, they, they played for a little bit of kayfabe for a while, but you know what? I mean, Rusev is not being used right now as, as correctly. And who knows if in the back, he feels like he's just being left at a ceiling and they just, they gave him the John Cena feud. They gave him the tank at WrestleMania and that's it. That's all he's going to get. The problem is, is that this guy, he's being cooled off just like Umaga. Remember what, you know what? I mean, Rusev is starting to feel more like Vladimir Kozlov right now. That's bad. Because Rusev has way much more talent in his pinky finger than Vladimir Kozlov had. Thank God they have not made Rusev into a comedy character. That's the best part. But the thing is that they are dropping the ball on certain guys because of mistakes they make. Like we've talked about The Miz and Ziggler and Barrett and Sheamus and, and even Jack Swagger all making their collective mistakes, right? And, you know, look, some of these guys, they're not going to get that chance to go back up again. They're just not. I mean, we can ask for Dolph Ziggler, why can't he go up there and, and like, you know, you you would think that this guy would get an ch- opportunity, but... This company, for some reason, they have certain grudges. Like, Sheamus, I mean, look, he's got that damn money in the bank. We don't talk about it. Um, Dare I say, would they really do anything right now to make Sheamus cash in that money in the bank of hell in a cell because of the uh, the gruesome, the, gr- the brutality of the match and how the match might end up? I mean, could they really go with something like where Seth Rollins gets tombstoned or gets obliterated in the cage? And then somehow Sheamus comes down to cash in the briefcase and Seth is just there, you know, beaten and bloodied and Sheamus might cash in like that. But then again, no possible future or, or any planned storyline as to where they go from here. I mean, I'm giving the company too much credit. If they already got that planned. If they decide, I don't know, Sheamus cash in this Sunday, but I don't think so. I just don't. But look at the guys you're burying right now. The guys that should not be getting buried, that they're still at a certain point where they could be made pretty big deal. Rusev, man, if they would have kept the heat on this guy, I mean, you could have put Rusev against Rawls and let Rawls kind of like almost go kind of tweener and let Rusev go after Rawls. You could have done things where, you know, if Ryback could have been built up better, I mean, I'm not sure if Ryback has what it takes to become that next level main eventer. I think he has the potential, 
But he's been sent back there for a long time, too. So you got to ask yourself, at one point, are they going to pull the trigger on these guys? Like, Ryan back now with Kevin Owens, you know, okay, we'll see where it goes. Ryan back holding a belt hasn't been working. Him chasing a belt, you know. And the opportunity they tried to put on Ryback at the time was the wrong time in 2012. So now they're stuck in a spot, and that's what's going on with that. So there are certain guys, I mean, Kevin Owens is too soon to do anything with him right now. I think you can't elevate him that quickly up to the world title. I would love for them to. They they also decided to cool him off, too. The bearing in back into the mid card, some of the things they do where they give this guy such a so much push going up, and then they bring him back down. I just don't understand. Like, I mean, Owens and Cena, you had two out of three. Owens, you know, obviously Cena gets his wins over and wins the feud, and then Cena goes up against what had what against Rusev before that took care of that feud. So after the Cena feud becomes the cool-off. Right now, we don't know who John Cena is going to take on for the U.S. title. And we don't know if they're going to, he's going to drop the belt to anybody coming up now. But the thing is, is that you got so many things going on where when you're trying to build somebody towards the main event level, they don't want anybody in that main event level, I guess. They only think Seth Rollins is the one guy. And so, yeah, he gets some of the fruits of it. I mean, no matter what, you have that belt. You have some kind of value right now because you are being booked as the champion. And at every town you've gone to for the last six months, you are that champion. And before that, you were the Money the Bank winner. So Seth Rollins has been booked very solid for a very long time. But nobody else has been given that opportunity. And hey, man, you could have kept forcing Roman Reigns on us. But I really think that, in retrospect, you know, I've been thinking about it. I've been like, you know, one thing I noticed with him, man, is that his in-ring work is pretty good. I still think there's quite a few things that he doesn't get during the middle of a match or starting off or it doesn't sell enough or will not take a beat down for whatever reason, whether it's that's just the way they book him or whatnot. Like, the guy doesn't play babyface, doesn't want to play babyface, doesn't want to play babyface. So when I see him in a match and then he goes all Super Cena, I mean, yeah, the hulking up and the the build to the finish, that guy could do a really good finish to a match. That, no problem. Randy Orton could do that anytime you want to. And just, so could John Cena. And so can Daniel Bryan. But the point is, is that that's one of the intangibles that Roman Reigns has. He still can't cut promos good. Right now, I mean... With I mean, with one of the guys like with Bray, with Bray Wyatt, I mean, can it really be that hard? He's been working with Bray Wyatt for a long time, going back to NXT. And then I'm saying to myself, you know, the stuff they're giving Roman Reigns either to read or if it's bullet points, and the situations they're putting him in, you know, they've done a lot of things wrong with that guy, and they have just or, or you know the guy just busts his ass and he just he's limited. And maybe he will not, maybe it's just going to take much longer than we thought for him to really build up and to be in that one complete character, fully developed. But he's like 60% developed. And you can mask him as a main eventer right now. But you can't even do that with Roman Reigns because the crowd hates him. 
he's getting Cena heat. And right now he's stuck at that. And there's not much else he can do about it. He's in a bad way. So you can't push him to the main event because you tried to. And you pulled the trigger a little bit early on him. And it all goes back to that Royal Rumble match. If they wouldn't have put him in as late as he did, and they wouldn't have booked him in the Rumble like he did, then people would not have shit on this guy. I think this guy would have actually had a legit chance. But this company made a big mistake. And I think they keep thinking they're going to be able to do damage control, and they're going to be able to fix Roman Reigns. But I don't think they can now. I'm starting to feel like they're going to have to turn that guy heel against what I wanted for him to do. I thought they could try to keep pushing the baby face roll on him and push him down everybody's throats and maybe make it work. But I think it's too much to overcome now. And the machine can't do it, nor can Roman Reigns himself. They just There's just not enough there to make Roman Reigns the main eventer as a baby face right now. At this point... Reigns needs to go heel. It's unfortunate. It didn't have to be that way. I think it was for the first time in years since John Cena, I think there was a chance where this company could have really built a baby face off the top. They could have really done that. Because this company is incapable of building a full-fledged baby face. They're having so much trouble with it. John Cena is the only one they have correctly done that with since the Attitude Era. Okay, And then even before that, you have to ask yourself, every other main eventer that became Big Star, they were all heels before they became, became faces. So it's as if this company is incapable of making a face stay a face all their career. There's not gonna, It's like Hulk Hogan is an anomaly for whatever reason. And that's it. And that's a shame. But they are not doing anything to help themselves with the superstars they have to do anything more with them. And then again, for those of you that think that NXT and some of the people they're trying to bring in now, they could bring them to the main roster. Well, what? They'll bring them as mid-cards? You think Samoa Joe and James James Storm are going to make any real difference? And I'm sorry, guys. Like, Finn Balor, man, great wrestler. But do you think that guy is going to get that Daniel Bryan-type push when he comes in? Look at where Neville is right now. I mean, you have to like come up to reality, not the reality of like, you know, our reality where we think, well, this guy could be made of that level. And there are certain guys that should be booked differently. I'm talking about the reality of the company, which is a little bit delusional. And that might be a little bit outdated. I don't know. I mean, when the expectations are not so high and you have a legacy that you have built up for, 50 years supposedly in WWE or WWF, you know, when you have that attitude era to live up to, which is still what some of your fans are doing right now, or what other fans have learned about, right? You have this expectation, this level of expectations, plus the network. Look at the, the level of talent, the level of, you know, stardom that you had. And besides John Cena, there's nobody right now that even lives up to that level. So when you see that, you'd think that this company would be able to always have big stars up there. But they're not. I mean, look, man, they can they can find a way to build mid-carters. God, they could build mid-carters all damn day. 
They can build jobbers if they want. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's see. They can build a lot of things. What this company is incapable of doing right now is building made event talent. And they haven't done that. They have not recruited and they have not groomed main event talent since 2002, 2003. Like I said, the guys they wanted to have that would have been the mainstays going on up to this point probably. And even then, in 2002, when you have Brock Lesnar, Batista, Randy Orton, John Cena move up to the fold and eventually become big main event stars individually. I mean, they're all going to get to their late 30s. You know what? I mean, did you think you were just going to have these guys just... Was Vince honestly thinking, oh, we're going to keep these guys up until their 40s, and then when they get to their 50s, then we have to worry about making a change for some younger talent. Some younger kids can go after that brass ring. That's pretty delusional. It's not realistic. And on top of that, the schedule that you put these guys on... Remember, that's the other thing, too, that these guys, with the schedule they're being put on right now, the travel they have to do, God forbid... I mean, they're so susceptible to injury right now. You can't do anything about it. Like right now, they're not even in such a bad state in terms of injuries like they have been in the past. Except for Daniel Bryan. They haven't had really that many major injuries right now. Now Randy Orton goes down, goes on the shelf. But seriously, before that, and look, with your summer son, you had, you had a pretty healthy roster. Pretty healthy. You got back Barrett. You got back, you know, Rowan now. Like, seriously, look at all that. That's a pretty healthy roster. They don't have a lot of guys on the shelf right now. So when it comes down to it, you know, the company shouldn't be in such a bad shape. But they are because they're talent. No, and that's the other thing, too. I didn't even put that in the story as well. Because of the burials as well, they're also worried about guys having the stamina, having the uh, resilience to stay healthy so they can be there for a run. So that's why Seth Rollins has been around for so long, because that guy's been staying healthy the whole time, his entire run. You haven't heard him have any problems with injuries. And John Cena, you know, for the most part, he's had a couple injuries, but when you're the top guy and that guy comes back as quick as he does, look at what happens. It's resilience. These guys, you know, when you get the right guys that want to just be there and they'll, like, fight through anything and everything in order to keep their spot, they love those guys. So, yeah, there are some people like Bad News Bear or King Bear and James Storm. I mean, not James Storm. Or, you know, Dolph Ziggler having his concussions. Or Seamus, you know, having his uh, the bicep injury or the or shoulder injury. I forget what he had. Like, there are certain guys that also got hurt. And Ryback also getting hurt before, too. You know, like, you had 
you got guys that are injured as well. And I could get that into effect, but still, Rusev hasn't been injured. Well, he did have the, the foot, but like that was, what, like a month? And he still kept working through it. I mean, he was only out for a short amount of time. So there are things where you cannot keep worrying about the punishment. Let me requote. I, I put it in my column last year, and I'm going to move off the opening rant from here. I said this, and I'm telling you, when I wrote this down, I'm still like, this is so true today, a year later. If a superstar has made a mistake in the past and was internally punished for it, it should not mean the superstar should stay buried. But while you could afford to do that in the past because you had a deep enough roster, you honestly cannot afford that privilege any longer. Injuries and resignations and the like will continue to plague your product. Right now, they have... No other locker rooms to pillage and plunder. They do not have people out in the Indies or out there to go ahead and bring in to make into that groomed into WWE talent. Right now, they're being groomed for NXT talent. And that's all they're really looked at for. So NXT has a great little plan right now. And that's all. That probably has to be a lot of credit to Triple H and all the guys down there, William Regal. Tell you what, they got a nice plan going on right now, and NXT is the shit. But that is not going to replace what is the marketing arm of the WWE's main roster. And what sells are their main events. The the, the main Sunday night, you know, special events. Their pay-per-views, which are sold on the WWE Network. Which is what the network is. You know, it's for people to buy. So there's that consistent revenue stream every month that they can count on. Subscriptions, as opposed to getting... This merchandise being sold here, this tickets being sold here, this little thing being sold here. They're getting a consistent cash flow. Okay? And so they've done you know the company's done a lot of things to help hurt making Raw and SmackDown mean something. From their talent development, which is very one dimensional for a lot of guys, because they don't focus enough, to the Lack of budget in the production, because you can tell there's certain things in their budget they don't do anymore. They don't spend a lot of money. They don't spend a lot of time working cameras you know, outside the arena. They're cutting a lot of costs, you know? And then itself just, you know, they're hurting their ticket sales. So they're not doing anything aggressively to help. They need to inject effort and money to help build this back up. Whether it's more marketing of uh, outside your USA and sci-fi channels, but outside the NBC Universal sphere, yeah, you might get that deal with ESPN, but you know what? Maybe you need to start advertising more. Maybe you need to start marketing more. Maybe you need to start doing some more things to help build this show back up. Because there are things that this company could do. Because look, man, you know, they have the marketing arm. They have all the marketing they can do well, they need to for WrestleMania, but this has got to be a full-time thing, okay? They can't afford for the ratings to stay this low any longer. And you know, I'm going to be surprised we don't hear anything from the networks or from other people that are going to be talking down about this company because of their poor ratings right now. I mean, you are struggling right now on Monday nights to keep up with the rest of programming that is going to stay up because, you know, for a lot of times, yeah, you know, 
you could compete with uh, baseball ratings or you could compete with, you know, a lot of different things. Like, look, Monday Night Football, man, let me tell you something. They had the uh, the debut of the Star Wars trailer, and that might have helped as well to get numbers pretty big. Put it like this, guys. Monday Night Football, Monday night, nearly 14 million viewers. Nearly 14 million. Sports Center after that, 3.5 million. And the WWD is like right after that, a couple of ratings uh, points down. But then you have other shows. You have the Major League Baseball Championship Series, Fox Sports 1, 3.1 million. I mean, you have competition now. And USA, you know, they did not go ahead and pay the money so that they could run live programming at a loss. And that's where we're at right now. I'm just saying it's getting to that point, and that's just not good. I'm wondering how Fargo did against everybody else. I don't know yet. I'm trying to find out. With uh, comes to the opening rant tonight. Let's continue, everybody. Let's talk about NXT. So they reset some of the championship feuds, and I thought the concept that they did where I just thought that they finally... It was about time. Like, they really need to refresh some feuds because, you know, bringing people back to go and do matches or, or just trying to hold off. Like, we haven't had Finn Balor defending the title in a while because of the Tag Team Classic. You know, we didn't have, you know, we had Bailey and Sasha Banks from in the last few months. Excellent as they are, but it'd be nice to get some, some of the other NXT girls a chance to go ahead and do some things. So, first thing they do is Bailey, you know, celebrating her win over Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver Respect. Interesting choice to have Alexa Bliss. But, I mean, Alexa Bliss has been around for a while. And, you know, I mean, I haven't, it really hasn't had a whole lot of ring time on TV. But, I mean, I guess she can't do that bad. I mean, look, it can't be that bad. I mean, Alexa Bliss isn't horrible in the ring. Well, I've seen her out there, you know, doing stuff. And she's okay. And I think the heel character that she's built up right now is pretty good. So, that works. They're going to do that. And then with Finn Balor, you know. You got Samoa Joe that's working with Finn. And the way they set up things with William Regal where, you know, I thought it was really good what they set up. When you thought that Finn was going to offer Samoa Joe that title opportunity. And then William Regal butts right in and says, no, Samoa Joe's going to enter into a battle role and he has to be with number one contender. So, you know, throwing obstacles. It's like, you know, Samoa Joe is only so nice for so long. So the heel turn, I think, with him is going to go and it's finally going to happen here, which is good. Vaude villains, you know, we haven't seen them in a little bit. You know, they've seen a little bit here and there during that tag team classic, but now they're back out. They can defend their titles as well. Like, there's just time for other things to go on, which is cool. And Dash and Dawson are now the new, co- the new guys to go and work with. We'll see how that works out. Nia Jax debuting this week, and I hated that outfit. Oh, my God. That blue and gr- that, what that 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 royal-looking kind of thing. That's just, I mean, look. I know she's a big girl, and I don't know if they're just trying to like make fun of her because she's a little bit heavier and thicker than the other girls. I don't think she looks bad. I think she doesn't need to smile. I mean, she's about as big as Karma or, or Awesome Kong. She's got that Havoc kind of size, too. That also makes me think, too, like, you know what? I mean, what is wrong with having some girls like that in the ring? Like, why can't we have some bigger girls out there? Like, I don't understand where... 
any of the companies right now really don't have anybody. Like, I mean, TNA, at least, they do have Awesome Kong. And for a while, they did have Havoc. And you know what? I like the bigger girls out there kind of running roughshod. They had the bigger girls that are, like, kind of, like, you know, hard to beat. Like, there was a thing where in Glow, you had, you know, uh, you had Leilani Kai. Or not Leilani Kai. What was her name? Oh, yeah, Mount Fiji. You needed girls like that and Big Bad Mama and girls like that. You know, like... There's something to be said where in women's wrestling, you know, a little bit of mixture. Like, there's different kind of girls out there. Uh, on top of that, I remember that was the one that was uh, called Andrea. And before that was Rosie Lottelove. I'm surprised she hasn't moved anywhere into the, any of the main North America wrestling. But, I mean, we're still waiting to see where the, she's going to be. I'm just saying, like, a little bit of, you know, variety out there. Like, it just can't be some hot chick with just some different hair color. It's nice to have a little bit of change up. So, Nia Jax coming in here is a nice, refreshing change. She don't look bad for a big girl. I think she should, she should stop smiling. This girl has the look of a heel and could really play that off really well. And I think when they put her in black, we're seeing her with Eva Marie as Leah Fanen at the NXT show in West Palm. I think they should have kept her in black. Or put her in something else that's like, like you know, that's what they did with Havoc and they did with Awesome Kong. Like you put her in some kind of leather, some other kind of thing. I don't know. I guess... The one thing to do is they don't want to make her be in all black because then she just looks like Tamina out there. So they probably think Tamina and, like, you know, uh, Nia Jax are like alike or something like that. I'll tell you what. You could put Tamina and Nia Jax together and make them a, like a female tag team if you wanted to. I don't know. Just a thought. They could use some work together. Maybe they could be a team that can go up against the Divas Revolution and then give the Bellas a break. I don't know. I'm thinking ideas, guys. Maybe, you know, they're for free. WWE, if you want to use them, go for it. So then you have the number one contender battle royal, which is, this was out of a, all of a sudden. 22 guys, not 20. They went with an even number, but it was just interesting. It was 22 guys. Corbin, Joe, Breeze, and Cruz are your final four. And then Breeze and Joe go out together. Cruz and Corbin are left. And Apollo Cruz now is your number one contender to go up against Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. Whenever they're going to have that championship match. So... Pretty quick to give Apollo Crews the uh, shot of the belt. I think they're going to give him a shot of the belt, and he's not going to have. I, I think Finn Balor. Whenever they have that match, I don't think you drop Finn Balor with that belt right now. Not yet. I mean, Apollo Crews. That guy's got a lot of time right now before you can do something with him. Like, I mean, I know he's instantly like got the charisma, got all the things, but like, let's get some more. Like, you know, we already know that his his ability is like right there that guy doesn't make a mistake and he's pretty solid right now he's got great charisma i just think that you know if you're nxt you want to build more of a character with that guy because he just can't be out there apollo cruz smiling guy and that's it i think you want to have a little more to him so you we'll see what they want to do with the number one contendership i still think you make joe heal and then you let joe and balor go after each other for a while and that'll be good I don't know what you do with Rhino. I don't know if Rhino and Corbin keep going after each other. If there's other matches to be put, but you know, obviously, you see those four guys, and it was interesting. The Breeze was in that match in the Battle Royal, and I don't know. You know, they never thought Tyler Breeze, and the, and the crowd actually wanted Tyler Breeze to be in that match and win the Battle Royal. For some reason, you know, for some reason, NXT Tyler Breeze was just they were not destined to be champion. And what does that tell you about him going up and being called in the main roster? We'll see. Impact Wrestling. TNA World Title Series. I'm not going to go through a lot of this because, okay, 
there have been more reports out there. James Storm went on Twitter and talked to Jim Ross on a quick tweet saying that, you know what? Nothing was even mentioned about the planning of the TNA World Title Series. Look, and that probably is true. But I think there was a plan to do something where I think the matches they were they were actually taping in July, they probably might have been putting this together for like a pay-per-view tournament. They could. But, I mean, for what they did, I think um, finding a way to make these matches work, I don't know. I mean, I think there has to be something to be said about planning this for something. Like, even if it wasn't planned originally for the World Title Series, I think the fact that you actually saw these matches and they're able to go ahead and make something after the fact to make the matches relevant so you can make this World Title Series, I think that still has to be some credit given to them because of the fact that they even did. Like, they made they made chicken salad out of chicken, out of chicken shit. They really did. And that's like that's the Jeremy G phrase. Remember, he would always, he'd say that once in a while. And it's just the point. So we now know all the wrestlers that are in this series. So you have the UK group, which is Rockstar Spud, Drew Galloway, Grado, and Bram. Spud and Galloway each have victories. They got three points each. Champions group is Bobby Lashley, Austin Aries, Ethan Carter III, Mr. Anderson. Lashley has a victory, three points. Aries and EC3 have a draw, one point. Wildcard group, Kenny King, Mahabali Shira, Crazy Steve, Aiden O'Shea. And so far, Kenny King and Mahabali Shira have victories for three points each. Knockouts group, Brooke Tessmacher, Awesome Kong, Madison Rain, Gail Kim. And so far, Awesome Kong and Brooke have three-point victories each. The tag team specialist group, specialists group, Matt Hardy, Robbie E., Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards. And so far, Matt Hardy and Robbie E. have three-point victories each. TNA Originals group, Abyss, Bobby Roode, Eric Young, James Storm, and Abyss and Bobby Roode each have three-point victories. And who have yet to compete yet are the Future Four group, Jesse Goddard, Micah, Eli Drake, and Crimson. They have yet had to have a match so far on TV. But, man, you know, I mean, right now, it's just nice to go and see the matches and, like, okay, yeah, I don't give a shit about the round tables with all these little side interviews they did that were all generic. But the matches themselves, like, you know, okay, let's just see how it plays out. Like, I'm, I'm like, partially, like, paying attention to it. I got it in the background. I watch the matches. You know, I'll leave them up in the background. I'll watch them. And I'll just see how they put them, you know, see who they decide they'll have win and whatever. And I'll watch the parts where Josh and, and the Pope are talking. And then I can explain their stuff. And they show you all the scoring and stuff, which is fine. It's like, you know, it'll get more important later on. It sucks that they took a dent in the ratings this past week. They lost, what, like about 120,000 viewers from week to week. So there was interceptor bound for glory. Maybe there was just a hit that they took and it comes back up. I know that happens sometimes. Or they just took a hit and they just got, they just took a bad hit. If it comes back up, I think it's probably going to come back up again. They'll probably get back up to the 350,000 viewers like they had. For whatever reason, that TNA audience is so unpredictable, that hardcore audience. I, I don't know. So, Ring of, oh, and there's also the eight, the X Division group, I forgot. Tigger Uno, Mandrews, DJZ, and Manic, which they have yet to have matches yet as well. Oh, what was the thing I heard about? What was it? Uh, 
Robbie challenging, I think it was an MMA guy or something like that, the TNA or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to it that much. And moving along, Ring of Honor. They finally, they got past all the, you know, Field of Honor stuff and all these other stuff they were doing in terms of matches. Finally, television is back. So, like, when you're watching the Destination American episode this week, I watched the Sinclair episode this week. Been a long problem where, I don't know, they kept changing the, the day and times of the shows because on the Sinclair broadcasts on uh, Saturday nights, you have to deal with football because there is usually a Saturday night football college football game on that channel. So normally when it runs at 8 o'clock, they're just going to run it after the game. So you don't know when that game's going to be done. And then the other channel's at 11 o'clock, and then they just decided to take the, get rid of that replay. And I don't know. They've been moving the replays all over the damn place, and I don't know where they're doing with it, but they just did. Well, finally, they gave us a little thing where we got Adam Cole and the Kingdom coming out. And they discussed where Adam Cole, you know, why he did what he did with the Kingdom. We finally got that explanation. And now the Kingdom have the World Tag Team titles. Adam Cole looks like he's set on going after Jay Lethal to take the World title and the TV title from him. So I guess I still think that's going to be the match we're going to have down the line. We're going to see that at some point, I think, where we'll see Adam Cole and Jay Lethal for the for either both belts or one of those belts. Something will happen with that. I don't know when that's going to be, but I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, they have a Glory by Honor show, which is not a pay-per-view, not an eye pay-per-view. But it's one of those shows this Friday from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Just keep an eye on this pay, on this on this event because it is a TV taping, and we're going to see some of these. We'll see these on the TV in a few weeks. Just keep in mind if they do decide to make some title change that could happen here because Ring of Honor is, you know, I don't say they're completely predictable, but I think they could be susceptible to actually causing something where they might do something here with um, a title change because that's just the way they are. Anyway, Ring of Honor World TV Championship is on the line. House of Truth banned from ringside. G Lethal versus Mr. R.O.H. Roderick Strong. I gotta remember these guys have had some amazing matches together. They had that 60-minute barn burner and all-star extravaganza. So people are going to be looking forward to the rematch. You got phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal AJ Styles versus Donovan Dijak, accompanied by Truth Martini, and an all-star extravaganza seven rematch. Briscoes versus the All-Night Express. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship is the Kingdom with Maria Canales taking on the Addiction with Chris Sabin. So it's a rematch for that title. Adam Cole versus Dalton Castle. A Woman of Honor match. Leah Von Dutch versus Crazy Mary Dobson. And you may remember Crazy Mary has also wrestled in, w in NXT as of late. Silas Young. Wow. Silas Young teams up with the Beer City Bruiser. You might remember him from the um, Top Prospect Tournament of, earlier this year. And the boys are with Silas Young, and they take on War Machine. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tag team match. That'll be interesting. ACH versus Cedric Alexander, accompanied by Veda Scott. And that is your, that's your glory by honor. And that's coming up this Friday. We'll see if there's anything that comes out of that afterwards. We'll, we'll at least give some results or something like that. So we'll see. That takes us to Raw from Dallas. So Stone Cold, hey, even I'll, I'll, even I mark that when I hear, bruna, bruna, bruna. and let me tell you, the crowd, you know, who else gets, I can hear the mass maniac now. When Stone Cold comes out there, who else gets a pop like that? And it's true. There is nobody that gets a pop like that right now. Freaking Stone Cold. Haven't seen him on TV in four years, they said, doing anything in the ring. And look at that, man. That guy still gets like the interest in, uh, like crazy. Of course, it's in Dallas, so hometown pipe, a little hometown pop might be there, too. Um, and then Taker's entrance, and then Brock's entrance. So you get three great entrances, but nothing really happened. So it's just like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And Paul Heyman says something, and that's it. Like, go home show to Hell in a Cell, and the go home show was shit. I mean, they really, another bad performance on trying to build this pay-per-view. I don't know what they're trying to do, but. And then, when I saw after the uh, the promo, you know, that long promo period, of course, Cena and Dudley's versus New Day's, uh, for this New Day, and the six-band tag, and I'm saying to myself, I saw this match, and then I just... Somewhere after I saw that slate, I just, I know somewhere during the commercial break, I just dropped off. I, I went power nap for about a good 40 minutes. And I mean, I really missed, I mean, I missed a lot. I was like, wow. I come back up and I, I, I wake back up for HBK when I hear, yeah, I got woken up by the HBK theme song. So ah, ah, that's what woke me up. But I I completely I mean I had the I had the volume up and everything and I just dozed right off man so I went back and looked at, at some of the raw afterwards uh, tonight before I got on the show and I'm just saying man 45 minutes I was pretty much out like a light and I'm saying to myself Xavier Xavier Woods again taking another table shot by the Dudleys with Cena helping this time oh big difference so Xavier Woods during this whole feud with the Dudleys takes three table shots. And I'm thinking Mike Graham, <laughs> you know, double J Jeff Jarrett, you know, broke thousands of guitars, never drew a dime. <laughs> I feel like that's what this is right here. Xavier Woods just taking table shots for no reason whatsoever. I, I mean, that's all I get out of the whole save. So this whole save the tables thing, whatever. And the Dudleys, it's like, man, you know, you're not getting much out of me to get truly invested in this match. Like, I mean, you're, I'll still be invested in the match because we don't know what the outcome's going to be. But the build-up has been shit. Be honest with each other. The build-up, except for the first night, has sucked. Like it's, it's just... Even, like, they did the save the table thing for a little bit. Like, you know what? Maybe if you had those first two weeks of build-up and that was it, 
Because right now the Dudley's coming out every night. We're on SmackDown. Not because of a luxury. Now it's necessity because of the way the ratings are. And the Dudley's are working full time, it feels like. So the luster of them being a special attraction is gone. And what is it with Raw? They just don't want to put Sasha Banks in the ring for more than like two minutes. What was she in that in that tag match, which is another match I forgot to watch, or I got dozed off before. And then I go back and watch it. So Naomi's in the ring for the most part with the Bellas. So Sasha gets in there for like, what, a minute? She gets in there for a minute, puts like a, knee, a, a couple double knees, and then she takes the the that forearm from Nikki Bella and then goes out, gets tagged out for Naomi to win, to lose, excuse me. What? I don't understand that. And yeah, some people will probably have gifs out there of HBK taking a slice of pizza and grabbing a little slurp of soda from this one little Mexican kid sitting out in the audience. I'm assuming he is. I'm Hispanic. I can say that. So, you know, I'm just saying little little Mex kid out there. He's like uh, got his nice little pepperoni pizza just scarfed up by Shawn Michaels. If I'm Shawn Michaels, what the hell are you doing, man? Like... First of all, what what is it? Like budget is being cut now, so there's not even fucking catering over there or something like that. Like you brought in Shawn Michaels, like you know, on a flight, you didn't like serve him like lunch or dinner or something like that. What the hell, man? Probably we got catering back there for all we know. Jeez, probably get real cheap. The Rusev burial continues. He's just like he's he's now swimming in a sea of mid carters when they decided to put him in with Sheamus and Barrett. So Sheamus has nothing right now. Rusev has nothing to work right now. Probably, you know, on his own volition because of what Rusev, what happened to Rusev. So he will not get his, you know, accompanied by Summer Rae to take on Dolph Ziggler. Instead, he gets probably no match of the pay-per-view that's coming up on Sunday. Or did they say they were going to do some pre-show match with him? I don't know. Something. Anyways. But, yeah, Rusev getting buried. I mean, I oh, look, man. At what point do you continue to go ahead and punish guys when you can't afford to punish them anymore? You are trying to set an example that doesn't need to be set. Or if you're doing that, then what you do is, you know what? If you want somebody to succeed, you don't keep pushing them down. After you push them down, you give them the opportunity to get pick themselves back up again. You do not keep pushing them down so they can't pick themselves back up. Just saying. And then Michael Cole just slides in the fact during the Wyatts uh, confronting Roman Reigns. Oh, Michael Cole just kind of slid that in. Oh, that's Eric. Yeah, that's Eric Rowan. He's back. And then Byron Saxon. Hey, he's been six months since we've seen, since we've seen him. That is your entrance back for Eric Rowan. Dude, I know Luke Harper is not there. And, you know, whatever happened to Luke Harper is whatever happened to Luke Harper. But I know, I do believe the whole personal reasons is is probably the reason he's not there. But I'm just going to say something. You're not making this a big deal by the fact that if Eric Rowan is back with the Wyatts, then you do have this four-man stable, which what I said a few weeks back, you build these fuckers up as this indestructible four-horsemen-of-the-apocalypse-type crew and Bray's leading the charge. For these three guys, right? These big oxes out there. Let me tell you something. If I haven't seen a main event stable like that before, that 
like that thing makes the the makes the uh the dungeon of doom not look so amazing it doesn't look so dooming well, dungeon doom never looked that looked that badass like this is this is pretty big shit the wyatts right now if you wanted to do something real big the wyatts should be like taking on the authority the authority should be turning face Seth Rollins should be like off and doing other things, and like the Wyatt should be like a main storyline right now where they're taking over. They're doing like a Nexus style angle, and they're just tearing shit up on everybody. They need to be taking over. They need to be basically running a coup on this entire company. And when you see the big bad Wyatts, like those guys are wrestlers. They're, they and they all are pretty pretty good performers in themselves. Like I know Kevin Castle's given a lot of uh. WrestlingHavenews.com. WrestlingHavenews.com. Um, making a lot of kudos to Braun Strowman, which is, you know what? Braun Strowman, for his size, he's doing pretty well, man. He is uh, holding his own. So Rowan, Strowman, Harper, being led by Bray Wyatt. And man, let me tell you something. You can make that faction right there mean so much if they were given the right thing. Make them mysterious, make them scary, make them just brutal. And make them take down everybody. Like, you put those guys and just, like, show them destroying anybody on the roster. Whether it's the damn, you know, let the Matadori's out there. Or let, you know, Lucha Dragons out there. Or, you know, let Heath Slater out there. Or just, like, show them getting some jobbers all over the place. Or let them see the mid-carders getting just, dro- just dropped down. And let them take down the former Shield guys. And, and like, I mean, that whole recreation of the Shield last night, I didn't think that was going to be anything special. Like, if anybody thought they were going to take that as a big deal, like, they didn't make it a big deal, the Shield versus the Lions. And you know what? It's like, we can't have that right now. It's just not time. And, you know, you put that pseudo match together, which could have been built into something even better. And what did that do? They didn't do anything in the ratings. They didn't do a spike or nothing. Just saying. So you now got the four man Wyatt family. Oh my god. You could add like you do you could do so many different angles right now if the Wyatts were the focus of the main event roster. Whereby you don't want Seth Rollins to be that main focus, then he takes a back seat along with John Cena. And let the you know what let the damn Wyatts take on John Cena right now. And like some other group. And like I said, you got Survivor Series next month. Shit. You can have the Divas have a four-on-four match. Or a five-on-five. And damn well, you can have a nice little four-on-four with the Wyatts against pick your team. Pick your team. It, It writes itself, guys. It writes itself. Make the Wyatts the main event. Dude, you make the why is the main event make the Nexus players? Remember, man, it's a damn stable, so everybody gets a rub off of that. So you can let Strowman and Harper, or you can let Rowan and Wyatt, and you can let whatever kind of group you want. You got four guys you can alternate, and you can change around into whatever kind of form you want. And you just do it like that. Oh, my God. And then there's certain guys that don't have to wrestle every night. Some guys, they go through DQs and all. And let me tell you, man, 
you want to make Bray Wyatt and that family become somebody so hated and so evil that everybody you see those Wyatts, man, you're just like, you don't want to see them beards no more. You want to take all those beards down. And, my God, like, what an amazing stable. What an amazing faction you have right now. I mean, you're not going to make them four horsemen, but, man, you can make them evolution. You know, I mean, you can make them a lot of different things. You can make them as big as nation of uh, domination. You can make them big as corporate ministry or corporation or whatever you want. You can make them a pretty big deal. So what are we waiting for? And then it wouldn't take that much to build some other baby faces around. Because in that shit right there, if you made it four-on-one and Roman Reigns, you shut his ass up and you just let him get his ass beat by the Wyatts like he should be every week, like a good little baby face, and didn't get his compass at the right time, then that's what you do. Hey, man, just like Soul Survivor Dolph Ziggler when he got through the whole thing with the authority last year, remember? Like, they could have built off of that. What what tells me that you couldn't do, like, you couldn't have set something up for the Survivor Series where somebody becomes sole survivor and that guy becomes the next big baby face heading in towards the Rumble? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe I, I'm thinking this is too easy here. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how hard it is for WWE to go and get some creative people to actually put this stuff together. But let me tell you. You got four healthy Wyatts right now. Why aren't those guys getting the big rub? That needs to be happening now. So let me go through and quickly go through um, preview predictions for Hell in a Cell. Coming up, Los Angeles Staples Center this Sunday. Remember, this Sunday night, Monday morning, we will be doing a post-show for the, for the program. And we make sure, uh, on my Periscope as well, I'll let you know. At Kika Podcast on Twitter if you need to look me up. And remember, look for the show on iTunes and on Stitcher. Thank you for subscribing on Stitcher. We love that. It's awesome, you guys. Um, we're getting some real big Stitcher numbers. I'm really happy to see that. So please tell friends to tell a friend to go ahead and find us on, on the website. Also, we changed the mobile site out. We did some changes there because I know some people weren't happy with how that looked. So it should be a lot easier to read, a lot easier to get around. And also, check our sponsor section. Like We do have... Sponsors up there for WWE Network, WWE Shop. If you go to those different links right there on the sponsors page, you're helping out the show just as much as you do with AmazonUsReal.com. Just keep that in mind. So here you go. Now, here's what we got in the current setup. It's, if I'm correct, we have three, seven matches, or, book, or actually eight matches booked, seven officially for the main card. With a pre-show match. And here's what you got for Hell in a Cell. Pre-show match. We will have. So with well, well, um, the Wyatts being involved with. Uh, the the other Wyatts along with Roman Reigns. And, I, and the team neighbors I believe it was. You know. With Roman with, with uh, Randy Orton being out now. There goes that little feud that they had last week. Isn't that pretty funny? So Orton is out. And that little like. Kind of, sort of, oh, I'm getting mad at you, I'm getting mad at you kind of thing. That went for nothing. Thank God. Because if they tried to build up some kind of a turn with either Ambrose or Orton off of that shit, I would have been disappointed. Anyway, pre-show match. 
Dolph Ziggler, Cesaro, and Neville versus Rusev, Sheamus, and King Bear in a six-man tag. I say Ziggler, Cesaro, and Neville win. Let's do the WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Champion Kevin Owens versus Ryback. I say Kevin Owens. WWE Tag Team Championship. New Day. Big E and Kofi Kingston, accompanied by Xavier Woods, taking on the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon. I say the Dudleys win here. If there's going to be any title change, I think it's right here. For the WWE Divas Championship, Charlotte versus Nikki Bella. Well, Charlotte has had no kind of rub right now being champion. I think they've booked her badly. And I think it'd probably be best that they took it off and put it back on Nikki. I think just get away from the damn tag matches. Get back the singles matches with these girls. And you know what? I think they, the premature putting it on to Charlotte right now, that doesn't do me any good. So I think what happens is Nikki, draw, Nikki gets the belt back. But then I think what it will do is I think you, you got to let Sasha not have a run against Nikki right now. And, but then again, you have to create, you got to do something where you get rid of the interference. Enough of these, you know, teams together. This shit is enough. The NBCs and the BADs and bullshit, that's all got to get split up. And when they finally do that, maybe things will be better in this division. But right now, like, you have these girls that are just not, like, you got... Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte not being able to do jack shit. And they're stuck right now. Like I said, with Sasha, I guess she's lucky she's not even involved in this right now. So, good for her. The two Hell in a Cell matches. Well, actually, let's do... Um, we'll do the Hell Cells in a second. Alright, let's talk about the... For the WWE World Heavyweight Championship... If Demon Kane loses, Corporate Kane will be fired from being director of operations. It's Seth Rollins, the champion versus Kane. Seth Rollins retains. Your two Hell in a Cell matches Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. I say Bray Wyatt. And I think in a Hell in a Cell, you see a lot of plunder with the Wyatt family getting involved, especially now that they'll have a match. I think you do something with them in this match. And it makes us that Roman Reigns has to lose. And then you do something with Reigns coming back to the Survivor Series where they go against the four-man Wyatts. That's what I think you'd book. That's how you do it. So, yeah, Bray Wyatt wins. Because, again, why are they going to make him lose in a Hell in a Cell? I don't know. Just doesn't sound right. Like, you know what? If anybody's going to win in a Hell in a Cell and it's not Undertaker, then it's got to be uh, it's gotta be Bray Wyatt. Speaking of Undertaker, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, this is a tough. This is a tough one right here. Let me tell you. I'll say Taker. I don't know. That's gonna suck because Brock Lesnar is gonna. I mean, Brock Lesnar won't won't lose much of a rub if he loses the Taker again. I think, you know, you know, everybody kind of played it off as a fluke win anyway, so. But, but I mean, I don't know, man. Like, what? I mean, I don't even see the need for this match. Like, let Taker get one more match at WrestleMania if that's what they're going to do, and then off in the sunset and let him be a Hall of Famer and be done. Why this is continuing, there's nothing left for him to do. Taker's done everything. 
He's accomplished everything. He's great. One of the best gimmicks ever. But there's nothing left for him to do. That's the other thing I don't get. Why is he still wrestling? Just so he can prove that he can? And so he can keep getting hurt? This guy doesn't need to wrestle anymore. He doesn't need to. So I'll never understand why he's out there in the first place. Just saying. But I give the nod to Taker. I think he takes, he takes Brock Lesnar down. There you go. I miss anything? Oh, John Cena with a to-be-determined opponent for the Open Challenge for the U.S. Championship. Funny that uh, Don Tony, uh, Kevin Castle, the you know WrestlingHavenews.com, they mentioned the fact that uh, you know what what would it be like if Daniel Bryan came back. Well, then I'll put it out there. I don't know what's going to go on, but you know what? I will say Daniel Bryan takes the Open Challenge and he wins and beats John Cena. John Cena goes away and takes some time off. There. You like that? Wouldn't that be nice? That will make that'll make everybody happy on Sunday. And damn, if that prediction comes true, <laughs> I'll be surprised myself. Anyway, too bad not Mark wasn't here to go and give predictions. I'll see if he'll like go on the Facebook or something like that, or at least give some predictions out online for people to get. Hopefully, he'll do that. Um, so, Mark, if you hear this, go ahead and do that, guy. You know, and uh, you know, let people know about it. Otherwise, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening to the show. I've already done all the plugs. Remember, enjoy Hell in a Cell. Hopefully, Xbox One Chuck and I will be watching it at his lair this Sunday, and I'll be watching it and reporting back to you guys Sunday night, Monday morning. So check back here at kingofpodcasts.com and look for the show. Or look for it if you got to subscribe to us on iTunes. Please do that, too. And if you don't know how to do it yet, go to kingofpodcasts.com because I give you the places where you can subscribe to the show. You can click on the buttons for Stitcher and iTunes, and you can click in like that. So I hope you go and guys do that, and we'll talk to you Sunday. Pleasure's been ours. Good night. <laughs>